Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 72 of the Friday Nightmares podcast. I am one half of your holiday hosting team this evening, Mr. Smoke Show Crawford, coming to you from the town of Swartz Creek in the country, county of Genesee, in the state of Michigan, in the United States of America, in the North American continent, in the Western Hemisphere, on the planet Earth, in the Milky Way galaxy, fully vaxxed, boosted and waxed, and ready to climax. And if you can, please get me wet, feed me after midnight. I'm the man with the glorious beard, a.k.a. Mother of Cats, a.k.a. the man with the humongous ego, a.k.a. Scott Housen, a.k.a. Mr. Sexy Santa Claus, coming down your chimney tonight. <laughs> and with me, as always, is... Is his... Ho, ho, ho. Heather Powell coming to you today from Waterdown, Ontario, Canada. And we are the Friday Nightmares podcasting team. Episode 72. Fuck yeah, Scotty. And happy anniversary to you, my friend. Oh, same to you. It's close enough to the date that we originally met three years ago close enough yeah um and i will never forget the cold gremlins theater i will (laughs) never forget you knowing more than the guy that was running the session about gremlins um and the delicious food we had and the great times we had together and time you know what scotty it just keeps on going fuck yeah it does i'll say three (laughs) three fucking years ago that is crazy 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 times and it's a miracle what facebook can bring together right it can destroy but it can also bring such love and here we are today 72 episodes from us sitting in a coffee shop going hey do you think we should do a podcast and shit how far we've come how far you've come scott too like not you used to be so nervous before yeah. we would record. Like, it's even hard to remember those days because we cared a lot. <laughs> well, we were always like, we, I think we always had in the back of our head. All right. We got to like, you know, hopefully people like what they're listening to. Now we're just mm-hmm. like, you're going to like us if you're going to like us. You're not. Oh, well. Right. I think you just get, you know, it's just like fucking the first time you're really nervous. Wonder if you're doing it right. Now Scott and I are just wiping spit on our hand, not even going for the lube and just going in for it. <laughs> Shit, I'm not even wiping. I'm not even spitting on my hand. I'm just going dry now. <laughs> we don't care. Either you fucking take it or you don't. Which one is it going to be? And Tim Davis always takes it with me. <laughs> oh, Tim Davis. Anyway, <laughs> that great dummies of horror podcast that's yeah. out now. You know, I got rid of that other podcast. You know what? No one really liked that name anyway. Dummies. Dummies. I mean, you're insulting the listeners by calling us dummies. Yeah, right? Dummies of horror is where it's at. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a snack. Yeah. Davis. But uh, welcome. I don't know. Hopefully you haven't jumped in at episode 72. If not, a lot of shit's changed. So for those of you who may not know, we have got rid of movie reviews. We hashtag did it first, um, <clears throat> dummies of horror. And um, <laughs> we will be focusing just on 2022 movies. Scott watched some gems that he's going to talk about. He's oh, very yeah, excited for some of these. Um, so did I. I watched some of the finest that Netflix had to offer. And if you listen to our last episode, you can imagine how impressed I was with Netflix. Uh, spoiler, hasn't hasn't got any better. Um, 
<laughs> I tried. I tried, Nettie. I tried. So let's wrap up some 2022s. This will be our last episode before our end of the year award show. Uh, I was going to ask, will it though? Because our end of the year show is going to be around New Year's, New Year's Eve. Are we wanting to wait till after that weekend or do we want to do it then? Should we do it then? Well, I go away in January. Oh, that's right. So so yeah, let's do it then. I'm thinking we'll do it then. Unfortunately, there's a couple of movies we're not going to talk about tonight. We're saving one of them for Brandon Orlick. We're saving Mm. it for him. And the three of us are going to watch it together because... Uh, Brandon Orlick, formerly from the Exploding Heads podcast. That that podcast is alive and well. Please go check them out. Please sign up for their Patreon. Dave and Christian are awesome. But Brandon Orlick was on the show no longer, but he's still a good friend of Scott and I. And we try to meet up a couple of times a year and watch movies virtually together. Um, and we usually did that around last, the holiday. Usually around the holidays. Last year we did that with Advent Calendar. <laughs> Our oh, yeah. goal is to do it this year with uh, which I had to rewatch for another podcast, which I could say I liked it better on the second time, but that's probably because we were yelling about like you know croissant. Um anyway, that's probably why. So anyway, we will jump right into our 2022s. I will go first with my first one that I that I watched. This one I found on prime canada so i i put it on because it looked like a oh no scott's dying um if i put it on because it looked like a survival film and and it is but it's it's anyway breathe is what it's called it's a 106 minute runtime the tagline is the will to survive is mighty laura winsett is an expert geologist in volcanology she's she is together with her team of uh, together with her team works on a volcano to conduct surveys one day laura decides to stay a little longer to finish a exam and she remains alone returning she has an accident falling inside the hole wow this is written weird falling inside a hole in the ground and remains blocked inside there so basically she falls down a hole and she's stuck okay she falls down a hole in this cave of a formerly active volcano and she's stuck and she's reliving her life choices and things that have happen it's a survival film her dad is looking for her i was super confused through some of this this film mm. like and i'm giving spoilers here because i really don't recommend anyone watch it like or she has these constant memories of her daughter and you think her daughter's alive but then at the end it kind of shows that her daughter may be dead like i'm so confused i don't know if her daughter was alive or dead and if she was grieving well, her weird. daughter or not i'm i'm not sure if like her falling into the hole was a representation of her grief i'm so confused anyway this had the potential to be, I thought, a pretty good survival film. It wasn't. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it reminded me a lot of that movie, 127 Hours, only not as good. Like the shitty oh. version of 127 Hours. You know, the one where the kid, the guy gets stuck and like yeah, breaks his leg. Off. Yeah, it's like based on a true story. Yeah. This guy had to survive. Yeah, like go watch that. This is not... <laughs> Probably a much better film than this one. But if for some reason I've sold you on it and you've decided that you want to check it out, it is available on Google, Amazon for free, uh, Microsoft Store for some reason you want to play for it, YouTube if you want to pay for it, and Redbox. I don't really recommend watching it at all, but if you are a volcano movie completist and this is on your to-do list, then I guess you can go ahead, but not uh, not something you need for your 2022 horror films. Well, and I was going to say, uh, the movie Sorry is Sorry, guys, very... Scott was busy with Tim Davis just for a couple minutes there. Yeah. 
Well, I was going to say, the movie is very aptly named because I'm trying to breathe right now. <laughs> I know. Like, gosh, it's helped him to be a little more gentle with you next time. Oh, like, sorry. really? You need a little um, bit of Rob Humphreys to come in there and get that taste out of your mouth. Yeah. Mm, but no, uh, just, just, just an expert uh, podcasting thing that I'm going to tell everybody right now. Um, Not wise to eat while you're podcasting because if you go to talk and you accidentally inhale something, especially if it's spicy... It's gonna like kind of hurt make you cough a lot well that's what you get for giving that head to the spicy rob humphreys that's right yeah all right imagine. so i'm gonna try to get my way do, through. do you want me to do this the next one will you get your voice back the next one you haven't seen yet no i meant like i'll just i was just hoping we could skip over it actually <laughs> oh hell no hell no we ain't skipping over it <sighs> give me one okay. second Oh, just you guys wait. This next film is like what Scott blames me for this film because he seems to think for some reason because we're not doing movie reviews. He needs to watch like the shittiest Christmas movies that could possibly exist. So Scott, I think, has come back. He's ready to talk about it. He's probably just pulled out his essay that he wrote on it because it's such a good fucking film. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, we have the holiday classic of 2022 coming to you today from Scott Carford. Fuck yeah. And uh, <laughs> see, I'm not going to blame you for this one because this one was good. So there's no blaming you. I enjoyed the shit out of this. Did you this, really? I did. This is my Ouija shark of this year. See, uh, okay. But that doesn't mean it's good. Oh, it's not, not. No, I'm not saying it's good, but I'm fucking entertained as shit when I watched it. So know that, you know that that means Rob Humphrey, get your fucking pen and paper out, Rob, because we know you're old. So you don't use tech too well. So get your <laughs> pen and paper out. Well, and I already told him about this in our chat. So. I hope he watches it. But this one <clears throat> is called, y'all ready for this? Where Deer. <laughs> yes, it is. The synopsis is Max and his girlfriend Hannah travel to the rural south to spend Christmas with Max's eclectic family. When Hannah all of a sudden gets bitten by a deer, strange things begin to occur. And yes, she. this is extremely low budget, like super duper low budget. Why? I, hence why I say Ouija Shark. Um, it's very tongue in cheek, silly. The acting's not good. The effect are really really just ridiculous and like it's shot decently for such a low budget film but i had so much fun with this like this was just literally turn my brain off sit back and laugh and enjoy my time with it because it was it was only like 68 minutes long <clears throat> so not that bad and yeah i just i found this fun wanted to bring it to the table so if you're in for a in for a holiday movie and you want something just kind of dumb fun i recommend it it's free on tubi why not it's free on tubi so if everyone wants to watch where deer like if you're sitting there and you're like oh man can i watch the grinch that stole christmas or rudolph the red-nosed reindeer from the 1960s oh fuck those and you think no i want a little more werewolf in my deer i want to see rudolph fuck some shit up you put on a weird deer. Oh, and amazing. Because when this woman gets, when this woman transforms into a deer, she has these big fake deer hands. And when she goes to kill somebody, she's pawing them like this. Oh, it's like how you do your dates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, are you sure? No wonder you, you're like, it's like you're a mirror. You're staring back at me. But I can relate to this. <laughs> well, my movie is uh, another prime film that I decided to give it a shot because of the review I read on it. And this is called Immersion. It is Were you immersed? Film. Oh, I was immersed. All right. It is an 82-minute runtime. A middle-class father, Ricardo, sorry, it's Spanish, my bad, takes his two daughters to their lakeside family house in southern Chile, Chile, 
Out on a yacht one day, they see three young local fishermen waving at them from another boat, which is rapidly taking on water. Ricardo refuses to go and help, arguing they look suspicious, much to his older daughter's aspiration. Okay, the word when you're like tired of trying to express something. Exasperation. Thank you. (laughs) Well, we could do dictionary. Um, Like like what I deal with, like how I feel when I deal with you. Exactly. The exact same thing. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, His prejudices will have dramatic consequences. This is a really well acted film. This is a really, really good film. It is very light on the horror. I I thought they were building up to more throughout it, but the payoff is kind of like, oh, so this is just a don't judge a book by its cover kind of film. Uh, That being said, I think if you really enjoy drama films with a little bit of mystery to it and a sprinkle, a sprinkle two of the horror, like, I don't know, people will say this is in horror and then they'll watch The Witch and tell me how horror that is. Like, which not a lot happens in The Witch towards the end. A lot of it's just building hey. spooky atmosphere, which this does too, till the end. Not talking about you, but I'm talking about other people. They pick and choose, right? Like The Lodge, for example. Not a lot happens in The Lodge till the end. But people will call that a horror movie. But then like another movie will come out and not a lot happens till the end. They'll say, well, it's not really horror. You know what I'm talking about? Don't look at me like that. You know exactly what I'm putting down. I know exactly. Give right? me a hard time. You're giving me a hard time. <clears throat> but I don't think this is overly horror, but I think it's a good little mystery. Do I think it's a must watch? Well, it has a 3.1 rating on the letterbox. It is a pretty well done film. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anyone that will like it. Dave Bailey, you might like it. Dave Bailey, you may like this movie. Um, but not a strong one for a contender horror list. It's just available on Prime. Um, maybe it's available on Tubi in the States. That may be possible. Sometimes Tubi and Prime go back and forth between us. So Scott and I will find that sometimes he can find something on Prime. I can find it on Tubi or vice versa. Uh, so check it out if you're interested. Immersion. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll say because yeah, this is one you didn't mention mention to me, so I'm kind of curious. Yeah, well, I, I don't know how much like I don't think it's a must watch, Scott. I'll be honest. Well, I'll say you were giving me shit, and I didn't think you were watching really anything. You're like, nothing's really sitting here for me for 2022. I'm not <laughs> gonna watch anything. And here you are watching a ton of movies just like I was, except I was watching the gems. <laughs> you're right. You're watching Where Deer, silly me. Fuck yeah. Well, and then this this the uh this one as well. Um this is another found Isn't your girlfriend in this one? My future girlfriend, yes. Yeah, I begin to think she is your girlfriend. Is she been on the show? She's Canadian, isn't she? Yes, she is. Yeah, I'll see what I could do. All right, deal. But uh, this one is called I'm Haunted. Uh, And the synopsis is a young woman documenting paranormal occurrences in her apartment realizes she's dealing with something much more terrifying than a troublesome ghost. Um, Yeah, rent increases. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And 2022 inflation. Uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, what's her name? Uh, Elizabeth Chamberlain is her name. She's the one that also starred in Grotesque that I talked about yeah. either last episode or the episode before that. But another just like little low budget gem. And yeah, I'm just starting to like her a lot. Like she's just this indie actress that just I find charming. Like this film wasn't like amazing, like amazing acting or anything like that. But I found her presence on screen just likable, even when she's like kind of saying like some just mean things like I still like her. <clears throat> and uh like she's basically the only person in this film like she has like a few appearances by other people come through it but she's the main focus on this film and i feel she does a well enough job to keep like me focused on it and watching it and curious to see what happens i will say the like it was a slow build-up for 75 minutes i think mm. so it's a bit of a slow build-up and the payoff was 
a little weak. I wanted a little more. I wish there I wish there would have been about another 10 minutes added on. So make it about an 85 minute runtime just to give a little more for the ending because I just feel like there just wasn't enough there. But yeah. I still found it to be like, once again, another just easy, free to watch found footage film on Tubi. And I found, you know, Elizabeth Chamberlain's uh, performance to be really good for just doing this by herself and carrying a film. Awesome. <clears throat> so where is it available? Oh, just Tubi. Tubi, yep. sorry, you said that a bunch of times. Just only Tubi? Uh, let me double check, but I believe so. Doesn't matter. Tubi's like a free it, thing anyway. I don't know who would want to watch Tubi. It doesn't even say on uh, Letterboxd where it's available. Well, at least we know it's available on Tubi. Hashtag thank you, Tubi. Right? Hashtag <laughs> in Tubi we trust. Um, the one I'm going to talk about, did you watch this one? Mm. Troll? No, not yet. Surprise! This is like right up your alley more than it is mine. Um, this is a Netflix film, probably one of the better ones that came out. And let me tell you that that bar's real low. <laughs> so, Troll is a 104 minute runtime. The tagline is "The mountains will move." Deep inside the mountain of Dore, something gigantic awakens Scott's cock. Yeah, yeah. After being trapped for a thousand years, oh, oh my, destroying everything in his path. Oh, oh my, oh my. Uh, the creature. Oh my. <laughs> Approaching the capital of Norway, oh an American invasion. How do you stop something you only thought existed in Norwegian folklore? Um, I, you know, Tim Davis did a really great review on this on uh, Dummies for Horror and or Dummies of Horror, sorry, Dummies of Horror, and I I kind of agree with him. It's it's basically Godzilla as a troll. <laughs> So yeah, like Godzilla or King Kong. Yeah, like, and it's fine. Honestly, you know, there's an environmental message that's tied into it that's probably, you know, referring to some digging that they're doing in Norway and issues with that. Um, the folklore is okay how they explore it. There's some lovable characters. It's a typical Netflix. You could watch this with your kids. You could watch this with your family. You could watch this with people that don't, aren't overly into horror you know, it's a feel-good film. Right. If you want something feel-good, easygoing, fun little adventure film, it kind of reminds me, remember Kong versus Godzilla came out last year? Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think it's as good as Kong versus Godzilla, but it's kind of like the same flavor that, like, anybody could watch it. You right. know what I mean? Like, anyone who, like, likes random creatures could probably watch it and have a good enough time with it. It's available on the Netflix um, and if you have Netflix and you're looking for something to watch over the holidays, I don't think you're going to hate yourself for this. So check it out. Nice. Yeah, it's what I've been curious about. Uh, just because it was in Norwegian, I waited because I know I'm sure there's probably an overdub for it. But with Norwegian folklore, I'd rather be the language of Norway because then you can actually folklore get everything. Wrong in this one. This is definitely more of a oh, oh more no, like actiony. big scary troll. Like, but is he really scary? Like, it's it's more of that kind of flavor flavor to it. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, oh boy. All right. So I'm bringing this one in. Um, so this one, well, this one's getting an award from me this year. Um, oh, yeah? probably, uh, most disappointed. Award. Just, uh, cause a lot of hype has been getting built up around this one. Thanks to a lot of, uh, horror sites like Dread Central, Bloody Disgusting, and like all the big name horror sites have been mm -hmm. speaking mm -hmm. highly of this. Cause it is a movie that was made for $15,000 and it's always doing it's good. Right. And I was saying it's doing uh, the festival circuit and I just so happened to get a screener sounding like it's supposed to get a wide release and picked up by Shudder in 2023, which just kind of blows my mind because this film that I am talking about is called Skinnamarink. 
That's exactly what I thought. Uh, So the synopsis is, two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing, and all the windows and doors in their home have vanished. Um, Well, find out their parents are missing, not just their father. The synopsis is a bit wrong there. But um, here is one of the issues. It's 100 minutes long. This... Mm, Yeah, that's a long time. This... Should have been a 20 to 30 minute short tops. Like that other one that we watched with the kids, the artistic weird shit that came out earlier this year. Oh, yeah. I think I watched it, maybe. It was definitely should have been an anthology. That sounds like they should be part of the same anthology. Yes, because I found this movie to be boring as fuck. Like, I I forced myself to finish the film the next day just in hopes that there was at least a payoff because I'm sorry, but this film is trying to be artistic and people are praising it for being artistic. But if you are considering a film artistic because you decided to lay your camera on the floor and have it, like, focus (laughs) in on a corner of a wall and you just hear chattering in the background like little kids talking that, I'm sorry, little kids that you can barely understand because they're at that age where they're trying to talk but it's like they can't really form the words correctly yeah that is your dialogue for this entire movie there is no other dialogue really besides like maybe this ghostly voice that you can (laughs) barely hear that is spoken at a whisper and i but yeah it is literally you don't see anyone on screen the entire film is literally just random still shots of a old tv playing like old 60s and 70s cartoons something that you know they can get away with playing without uh copyright infringements uh weird shots of dark corners of walls or like a weird shot of just like legos on the ground like and just you hear voices like my friend's house exactly it's just like film that amber's place <laughs> but it's like if you're considering that artistic i'm sorry this is the dumbest shit I, I i could accidentally drop my phone on the ground and go oh look i just made art <laughs> that's what this is like it's so i'm sorry but this is not art this is dumb i understand what this director was trying to do he was trying to make like oh, take you back to your childhood of when you were like a child having a nightmare and just like things freaking you out i felt nothing but boredom and wanted to burn my own eyes out and forget i ever seen this fucking thing this is this, a valid feeling this is the worst fucking movie i have ever seen i do not ever want to see anything from this director again because he also did a youtube video that i watched and it was more of something like this that was so abstract and artsy but no this was fucking stupid fucking boring fucking waste of my time i do not recommend this to anybody and i don't care if you call this artsy or not and i know art is objective this is not art this is just being oh i think i'm being artsy so i'm going to aim at a weird angle and do fuck you that is stupid i have to add and i know it's gonna sound okay it's when i went to ireland (laughs) I know. Oh boy, here we go. But I went to one of the most world-renowned universities, which is Trinity College. They have the Book of Kales there, and it's a very, very prestigious school. But they had a free art exhibit, so I thought, oh my god, it's got to be fucking amazing, right? Like, this is Trinity Art, Trinity College in Ireland. Like, this is a fucking world-renowned school. It's going to be breathtaking. <laughs> it's literally like, I walked in the room, Scott is like white sheets pinned to the wall. <laughs> There was one where it was like laundry across the line and like another one where they dropped a white sheet over a chair. And I was like, either I'm too dumb to get this. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So it sounds very much like that movie. I wonder if that person went to Trinity College and that was her, her, her 
way. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like I'm not gonna I'm like I'm sorry I got fired up while talking about it. But I'm not gonna insult. I don't mean to insult the director because I get but, what but, he's trying to do. But, and, but it's weird, right? And if it doesn't have it, like it looks but, silly, right? You're just trying to be like give a constructive critique that it looks silly. Yeah, and when I'm 50 minutes into the movie going, oh thank God it's almost over, and I click on it and realize I'm only at the halfway point. Not a good sign. And at 50 minutes, I felt like I've already watched two hours. Yeah. That is not good. Like I was so not invested to not give a shit about yeah. anything that was going on in this movie. Yeah, and no, I, I hear you. And it's a problem, right? When you're feeling that way, it's not fun. Yeah, I'd rather watch a pot of boiling water boil. I'd rather I throw myself you. into traffic for something exciting. I get it. I get it, man. So so don't watch it. So where did you yeah. find it? And or did you I, find we uh we have a screener right now? That's okay. The, it's not available yet. Won't be widely released until 2023. In fact, it's going to be a shutter pickup for sure. And then oh, shutter. Ah. Are, it's already been talked. Shutter is already picking it up. Uh, of course they are. Good old shutty. All right. Well, on to the chalk line. This hmm. is a film that's on Netflix. Uh, I almost watched this. It's bad. It's not bad. Um, after a couple finds a traumatized child of unknown origins, wife Paula must decipher the girl's strange behavior to unlock her identity and dark past. Very good mystery thriller with a little bit of horror sprinkled into it. Um, you really do need to pay attention watching this one. This is not something you can do something else and watch. And I don't believe there's dubbing for it. It's only in subtitles. Okay. Which Netflix has a lot of dubbing. So yeah. It's rare. This one is um, a very good story about they find a young lady. And this is not a spoiler. This happens in the first five minutes. They find a young woman, young lady who has been traumatized. Uh, the reason why this couple takes them on, they happen to be a foster family. It just kind of, there's a lot of convenient happenstance that occurs, but kind of the build as to why this child is behaving the way that they are is very dark. Um and it's a really, you know, it's a really interesting film. Do I think it's going to top any more lists? Probably not, but I think it's an interesting watch. If you have someone in your life that likes kind of murder mystery thriller, with you know, a little bit of horror sprinkled in, I wouldn't say this is a strong horror, but Netflix has the weirdest category rankings. Like they'll take some movies that we consider horror movies and put them in thriller. Right. So like, you know what I mean? I sometimes just go in there and I watch something if it's as dark because sometimes it's it's horror enough yeah. um this was fine i i don't think anyone's gonna want to run out and watch it this isn't like something that i would praise but i think if you're uh, looking for something decent on netflix and you like some mystery with a little bit of as i said a little bit of darkness this is probably worth your time and it's available on netflix and you're looking at a 106 minute runtime so it's not too bad either oh that's not bad yeah 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 and i know this well, we, one we both watched we both watched yeah all right so uh i will bring this one in then yeah uh, this is called Bed Rest. A pregnant woman on bed rest begins to wonder if her house is haunted or it's all in her head. Uh, this is a new Tubi original that I had stumbled across and I said, hey, this actually looks like legit, like kind of scary, kind of creepy. And uh, it's trying to see who it stars. Uh, Melissa do you know, Barrera. Do you know where she's also from? Uh, where do you recognize? Scream 5. Five cream. And and what's the movie you and I are so excited about that's going to come oh, out next year? Six Cream. Six Cream. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? She's not a bad actress. No, I thought she did really good in this. Like, I will give her credit. I looked at her and like, fuck, I know her from somewhere. And it took a while for me, like, oh, yeah. Um, which is always a good sign. Usually that means you played a different enough of a character. Um, 
I thought she was decent in this. I thought this was a really good, this is a Tubi release, isn't it? Yep, Tubi original. Yeah, I thought this was a really quality Tubi original, to be honest with you. I really yeah, enjoyed I, it. I honestly think this may be one of the better ones that they've released. Like, it's yeah. production-wise, is really good. The acting is really good. The story's good. The story's good. It has some very creepy moments, um, especially a part dealing with a cat while she's playing with it under, underneath the bed. That yeah. moment was uh, yeah. quite creepy. Yeah, and the acting was, like, compared to the other ones, the acting in this one was much better oh yeah like everybody did a decent job even there's a side character that kind of comes in um we'll say like she's in and out but she plays actually a, a pretty important role she was good too like everybody was good in this and believable yeah and it moves pretty quick. Like, yeah, for, you know, Rob's going to watch a big, it's fucking duck, guys, and I don't like it because my name's Rob Humphreys and I don't like anything. Hmm. But for anyone else, I think as a Tubi original, this is worth watching by the end of the year. It's a, it's a good little supernatural story. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, the only thing I had a complaint with was a lot of the stuff that happened at the very end felt a little too uh, unbelievable for me. Mm-hmm. but something yeah, on that slide because it's horror you know you, 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 you kind of turn your brain off right like yeah I, i'll be honest the third act got me emotional oh yeah i'll say like towards the uh towards yeah. the end then yeah. yeah yeah i thought that was kind of feeling i got me in my feels i was feeling that shit so you know what hey you know but also we didn't watch some great stuff so you know when you have like a little bit of something that's like a six out of ten you're like oh man amazing because yeah, right? <laughs> you know it's coming off of like skin rink and i don't know breathe but <laughs> right so yeah, yeah. definitely recommend checking it on too but you got nothing to lose yeah i was gonna say i think this is definitely a recommend from both of us like definitely worth watching especially it's Tubi. it's free why not support them support their uh support their content they are actually producing themselves absolutely well i'm gonna continue on with another netflix one because oh, i really what? tried i really tried yeah you did this was the better netflix one that i watched um do you like don't breathe the, the first one not the really weird yeah. one not the really weird one that came out um do you like what do you like to see a female character like that then you'll like this film yeah. <laughs> um lou is a 107 minute minute runtime a young girl is kidnapped during a powerful storm her mother joins forces with a mysterious neighbor well it's not really a mysterious neighbor they know each other but that's fine to set off in pursuit of the kidnapper their journey will test the limits and expose the dark secrets of their past alice and janey's in this and i'll be honest she fucking nails it like watch it for alice and janey <laughs> Who's she, that? She was in Ma. She was in Girl on the Train. She was on Bombshell. Let's see here. Allison Janey is an American actress. What else? Uh, I don't know. She was been on the TV series Mom. Hmm. Did you yeah. know that I, one? She was I haven't seen any of these. On that. Um, she was in Finding Nemo, Over the Hedge, Minions, The Adam Family. She does a lot of voiceover oh, wow. stuff. Yeah. Um, I really liked her in this. I thought she was great. Uh, she plays a really good kind of badass lady. This is very much like a survival, kicking ass, taking names, chewing bubblegum kind of fucking horror survival film. Um, it's Netflix, so it's not really very gory. Have you ever noticed that Netflix films that are made by Netflix tend not to be too bloody? They sometimes yeah, have the little part. to no blood in it. If yes. it's a Netflix film, I'm not talking about if like nothing like hashtag alive that they brought over that someone else made, but if they fund it and they make it, it tends to be a little more, uh, I would say, uh, viewer friendly. That is true, right? Uh, so I would say out of all of them that I watched for Netflix, this is probably my favorite Netflix made film this year. 
Netflix oh, okay. made film is the key thing I'm saying with that. Uh, I wouldn't say everyone needs to run out and watch it, but I definitely enjoyed my time with it. So if you like the whole survival, kicking ass and taking names, this may be for you. It's available on the Netflix. Nice. And on oh, the movie is Lou. Lou. Sweet. I may watch that one then just to, just to add to the list. Um, so yeah, I guess it's my turn to go. Uh, oh, this fuck is yeah, a, it is. This was a theatrical watch. And as you can tell from some of these movies, your boy Scotty here has been kind of in a Christmas spirit. So I went to go see Violent Night. Uh, Violent Night, directed by Tommy Ricola. Uh, the synopsis is when a team of mercenaries breaks into a wealthy family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everybody inside hostage, the team isn't prepared for a surprise combat. Santa Claus is on the grounds and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. <laughs> um, but this is done by the director that did Dead Snow, Dead Snow 2, and also The Trip, which we all loved from last year. Sure did. Uh, stars David Harbour from uh, Stranger Things uh, and the Hellboy reboot, whatever you wanted to call that from a few years ago. And Beverly D'Angelo from Christmas uh, Christmas Vacation and all the other vacation films. John Leguizamo. Oh, I love John Leguizamo. He's in this. Um, and a lot of other recognizable faces. But this is basically Die Hard meets Home Alone meets The Trip. And the only reason I say meets The Trip is just because dysfunctional family fighting, infighting, and it gets pretty violent towards the third act. Uh, but this is definitely more of an action film. I put it in the horror category for me just because it does take a little bit of the trip vibe to it for me. Uh, but the little girl in this, uh, she is absolutely adorable. I'm trying to see if I can find her name. All right, I'm not having any luck on Letterboxd. But uh, yeah, she, I found her just to be absolutely adorable and the sweetest little thing and also really funny. And like her chemistry with David Harbour, I found just to be very enjoyable. David Harbour does a great job as a Santa Claus who's just basically a fed up tired santa claus from doing this for all his life and then having to kick ass like this nice. and like a little bit more history behind how come he is a badass but yeah. uh yeah i found this just to be fun the villains are just over the top cheesy kind of yeah like i say very reminiscent of like die hard meets home alone in that aspect um but definitely worth a watch uh and i could see this being on a yearly rotation for me during the christmas season nice where can you find this bad boy right now is this um, in the theater still yeah i believe this is only in theater theaters right now okay so hey if you're looking for something to do over the holidays with the with the fam jam or yourself or the fam jam yeah right ah if your kid's old enough right well no i just or like Tim word... davis and you don't give a shit what your kids watch well i was just liking the word fam jam fam jam i always say fam jam i've never heard that Ooh, before yeah. you haven't heard me <laughs> three years of us being friends you never heard me say fam jam no. <laughs> you know what one of my friends said that i say for sure a lot i do he's like yeah oh, you for sure for sure yeah yeah so isn't it funny how pick up people pick up shit and then you're like oh yeah i do do that good times good times i also do that as yeah, well yep. <laughs> good times good times anyway uh this next one is definitely not a horror film but fuck was it fun it was like a gossipy watching this fucking marriage implode all oh, right boy. this movie is called love and adults lance lansford from the horror horror returns get your wife to watch this shit it's fucking like it's brain Wait, candy but it's this, serious was this the one on netflix yeah it's on netflix okay I've seen, the I've seen the trailer i have not watched it yet oh man it's it's like dark it's it's not it's a shame they didn't show more intensity this could have been a great horror movie oh really but like it's a netflix horror movie like it wasn't made by netflix but i feel like if they just made it a little more gory it could have been a great horror film 
Like it's nice. really well acted and it's really complex. Nice. Um, and the movie's called Loving Adults and it's 106 minute time. The thin line between love and hate turns deadly when a wife discovers her husband's affair and they both take extreme measures to get what they want. Like hmm. fuck do they ever. It is, it is nuts. Like it is nuts. There's the sea, murder, fucking crazy hot sex. Like you want it? This film fucking has it. Like it's wow. real conversations that couples would have after an affair. Like really, really well-made film. It's not a strong horror film. Probably falls more in the murder mystery thriller, but... I don't know, man. If you're looking for something to just be like, like eating popcorn, like you're staring in at your neighbor's like fucking lives falling apart. This is a film for you. Hmm. Um, it's nice. on the Netflix. It is no, it is dubbed. Obviously, I recommend um, subtitles, but you do you. Uh, yeah, it's on Netflix. It's called Loving Adults. Nice. I, I might have to gobble this one up. You know what? It's an interesting watch, Scotty. It's definitely a like watching people's lives just implode. I love the sound of it. <laughs> yeah. And like there's a couple of suspenseful parts in it. Like it's, it's a, as I said, if it just made a little more gory, it would have been a perfect horror film. Nice. Well, yeah. this one, speaking of perfect horror films, this is not one. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the next one, I got your boy Scotty here just went on a to be hunting adventure for 2022 horror films and i came across this gem it is called camping trip uh wow i did not realize the uh tagline for this but this will tell you all you need to know far from covid far from safe <laughs> all right synopsis is in the summer of 2020 two couples go on a remote camping trip after months of mandatory covid19 lockdown at a nearby drop-off point two goons decide to go rogue inadvertently implicating the unwitting campers what started as a fun-filled vacation turns into a test of loyalty and survival suddenly the pandemic is the least of their worries Boy, can you make sure to mention the pandemic or COVID-19 anymore in your synopsis, please? Because good Lord. Uh, so, yeah, this one of those where we were talking about like, OK, I'm tired of COVID type uh, movies now because yeah. yeah. hashtag over it. Like this one tries to play the whole like, you know, couple meets up with their friends like, oh, man, I haven't seen you guys in forever. I know we're not supposed to be getting together right now because of the lockdown and whatnot. And you have neighbors like watching them, like all judging, <laughs> like from their house. They're like, but let's go on a camping trip, you know, get away from everybody. Kind of like what people in fucking Michigan did when everyone's like, you're not supposed to go anywhere. Oh, we're going to go up north and spread the disease because we're going to jerk the and we're going to bring it to the UP and then cause all sorts of issues there because we're selfish. <laughs> That's pretty much what these people were. And they go to the woods and, you know, it's I'm not minding it. The acting's poor at this point. It's like, eh, it's fine. It's like, it's tolerable watch. And then they kind of, in the synopsis, I don't care if I'm spoiling this one because, yeah, don't bother. But, uh, yeah, there's a guy that shows up randomly that's, like, starting to wander the woods that ends up finding their camping site as they're gone away, like, canoeing or whatever. And he drops off a bag full of millions of dollars in cash. And you, and you see... Because that paranoid. always happens. <laughs> yes. And you see him, like, take off running. Well, then these two goons show up that hunt this guy down and go, where's our fucking money? And the guy tries to basically like dupe them and go, here's your bag of money. And it's not, it has no money. They end up killing him. Well, Heather, what would you do if you were these campers and you came back to your campsite and all of a sudden you notice there's, well, actually, before you get to your campsite, you come across this dead body that was shot to death. And then you get back to your campsite and you find this bag of millions of dollars. 
would you stay there and go guys we're rich oh my god let's no, go spend this money I'm gonna get the fuck out of there right you'd be going hmm, dead body millions of dollars all of a sudden appearing in our camp this is a bad deal let's get the fuck out you would make a logical decision do i look like tim davis to you <laughs> no these dumbasses decide he's oh, an aussie though he could fight them all off it would be fine that's, that's true he'd be punching everything birds <laughs> squirrels don't fucking matter humans yeah, it's my fucking money, C-word. <laughs> but no, these dumbasses decide to stay and, you know, take the money and go, oh my God, we're going to be rich. Well, instead of going, oh my God, we're going to be rich. Let's get the fuck out of these woods and go home. They stay the night in the woods. <laughs> and When they go get a hotel somewhere that's nicer, oh, it's COVID, they can't. No one right, wants but, to them right away. But okay. I mean, wouldn't you, if you're going to be dumbass after seeing a dead body and seeing millions of dollars in your fucking tent, you'd probably go, hey, there's a million dollars. Let's get the fuck out of here with this million dollars and we can you know if you're gonna be dumbass let's just be a dumbass but be a smart dumbass and leave but no they stay and uh these two goons end up showing up finding out they have the money and then all hell breaks loose and they then threats happen and blah 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 people getting shot and blah 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 <laughs> and then they the goons are defeated and these people turn out their friends turn on each other and don't trust each other and then it does this so cool thing where it spins the camera around and you see the couple argue. It keeps spinning the camera around and the couple still arguing and it's spinning the camera around and it keeps going and going and going <laughs> for about six or seven minutes. And you're going, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. Why are you doing this? You all are stupid. You're all idiots. You have made this decision that caused you all to get hurt or caused harm here. So you all deserve what's coming to you. You fucking morons. Movie ends. Thank you. Bye. Never so again. This, this gem's on Tubi if anyone's interested. Uh, it's called <laughs> Camping Trip. Don't bother. It, Don't I just bother. told you the movie. It, it, it's dumb decision after dumb decision after dumb decision. No one in their right fucking mind would make these decisions. The director shouldn't have even made the decision to make this movie. Scott has made it very clear how he feels about this film. Scott, I appreciate your honesty. We're making sure people don't waste their time. I'm sure people are digging through Tubi just like us. Yeah. So the next one we're going to talk about is The Innocence. This is actually a pretty fairly well-known film. A lot of people have seen it. I can see so on my letterbox of all the people I stalk on letterbox. This is a 117-minute runtime. Four children become friends during the summer holidays out of sight of the adults they discover they have hidden powers. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, while exploring their newfound abilities in a nearby forest and playground, their innocent play takes a dark turn and strange things begin to happen. This movie very much it talks about the innocence of childhood and how that can be manipulated and changed. Um, be prepared to sit down and watch and focus. It is definitely a movie that you can't walk away from. It is extremely well done. This is a movie that is what a slow burn should be. This is exactly what it should be. Um, Tim Davis from the horror, is it horror for dummies? No, dummies uh, for horrors. No, dummies of horror. Dummers, dummies of horror. Sorry. Trying to remember their new name. <laughs> Yeah. I had a, like a brain meld there. Trust me, um, I'm sure they're trying to remember it all I know, the time too. right? <laughs> he did a really honest review of this. He said something like, maybe I just don't need to watch any more 2022 movies because I don't like this one. Um, well, I should say he didn't like it. I don't think he liked it as much as other people did. Yeah. I, I would say it's good. It's a good film. It really is. Scotty, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, yeah, this is one I have on my watch list. I've been watching. Yeah, it's it definitely check it out because I think the characters on, in it are endearing. I think the acting is very good, but it is long and you have to stay focused. 
And I think if you're people like us that have watched a lot of films this year, I don't think it's going to knock you out of the water. Like, I honestly don't think this movie is like, oh my God, it's the best ever. Like, I, I don't think that, but I do think for children actors, it's quite good. Um, I think you do get invested in what happens to the characters, which I think is quite good, but it is a little long. Okay. I don't know if they needed it to be as long as it actually was, but if people are interested, it is available. I do think this is on Shutter. Yeah, I believe States. so. Not in Canada, though, unfortunately. But in Canada, you can access it on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Cineplex, and YouTube. Shutter in the United States, probably all the shutters that are offered, like AMC and stuff like that as well. Um, yeah, check it out if you're interested. If you're a horror fan and you are trying to watch as many 2022s as possible, I think this should be on your watch list. I think you will at least appreciate it. It's definitely worth it. And if you have Shutter, like, why wouldn't you? You should be watching all the Shutter exclusives. There's no yeah. reason not to be, right? Unless you're like me and you looked at one and you thought this looks really stupid. I can't handle this. But I have watched the majority of them. I think there's only one or two that I've skipped over this year. Right. And I mean, to be fair, we've watched a lot of movies. I'm at 210 now. Yeah, I'm still under 200. Um, just under. Um, but I mean, still, it's, we've watched a lot this year. We have. And, you know, like, I honestly think this is a must watch. I really do recommend it for people. Nice. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, this is one I plan on getting to sometime here before our end of the year, just just yeah. to make sure. I think you'll like it, Scott. Like, it's worth your time. Nice. Yeah, because there's, uh, I think there's like three or four movies I have to see before we do our awards. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And this is one I wanted to yeah, add on that list. Watch, for sure, for sure. All right. So it looks like you've seen this one as well from my yeah, recommendation. Yeah, I did watch it. All right. So I'll be curious about your thoughts, but I'll uh, kick it off. Uh, this was another one that I stumbled across on Tubi, and it just sounded kind of interesting. So I decided to throw it on. And I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised by this. It is called All Eyes, a disgraced podcast host interviews an eccentric, eccentric farmer who claims to have a monster living in the woods near his house. Very simple plot synopsis, and it's pretty much what it is, what it is about. Um, disgraced podcaster. I love how everyone, Hollywood or any filmmaker decides, oh, we're going to do a film about a podcaster. It's some big, elaborate Joe Rogan radio style. Oh, he's like a complete DJ style. host. Well, I mean, like, but like you look at their setup and like you look like you're watching a radio DJ. Talking. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, no, if you're going to do a, fil a film about a podcaster, do it right and show you show us fucking nerds sitting at our computer desk in our own little office in our house <laughs> not no fucking radio station because yeah. that's that's not really accurate not, i mean it is to like the more successful podcasters but the handful of people that actually get paid full time to do it yes yes but most of us are just nerds that do this for free or live in our living rooms or basements yeah. or computer rooms but anyways that's just like my minor gripe going for going forward filmmakers just take that dip but uh now i did find this surprisingly entertaining i thought the acting was really well uh especially between the main character and uh, what was his name? Don, the farmer, because Don, the farmer, he comes off as completely fucking nuts. A lot of the shit he does, he sounds like he's paranoid. He sounds like he's a murderer. Sounds like he's all sorts of just fucking wackadoo crazy. But as the story goes on, you start to question if he is or not. And I like how they portrayed this. And like, it's a lot about just like, uh, you know, once again, like you were saying, don't judge a book by its cover type storyline. Mm -hmm. And then the third act happens and shit just gets fucking crazy because you realize, oh, yeah, this guy was prepared for shit. Yeah, this is um, this is low budget done right. This is another example of low budget done right. Um, yeah, I don't know. We get a couple of movies every year that come out, and and I'm really surprised with the quality of yeah. what they put out. And this is a movie that I was very shocked with the quality 
of what they did and how they spent their budget well. Yeah. And right. I have a feeling when I said, oh, my God, Heather, I actually found a good one to watch this week. You should check it out. I'm thinking in your head, you're probably going, oh, Scotty, you've watched so many bad movies that you probably think a three out of 10 is a good movie now. I'm um, pet on the head. <laughs> no, I knew it wasn't weird year, So I had some hopes. <laughs> but this is a great film. You know, this is a film that if you are a filmmaker or you are a quarterback for a filmmaker and you want to see somebody put together a pretty decent little low budget film this is this is good this is a good film uh the characters are endearing enough the acting's decent uh the plot moves quick like it moves quick it definitely yeah. moves um i was enthralled i cared what happened and i think that's what's what speaks to it and it's not just available on tubi up here it's available on itunes google youtube and microsoft store um i think it's worth a rental price for sure but if you're willing to watch commercials then i would just watch it on tubi yeah 100 percent. tubi's already paid for it so and i was not? saying if you watch something on tubi it just helps them even more yeah. and like i say like tubi is one of the best streaming services out there in my opinion oh personally. yeah i agree with you 100 but yeah do you, re- you obviously you recommend it as well oh yeah yeah i i thought this was actually a, a surprise indie film but i did not expect like never heard anybody talking about it and yeah i was very impressed by it and only one person on my list has watched it and i don't even know if i know this guy personally i think he just sent me a friend request randomly oh look at that huh he saw that you watched a lot of films like well fuck i'll follow this guy yeah pretty much i mean I mean, he gave it a two and a half, but uh, here, I'll even read his review just to give you uh, some idea. It has, it's like a short, like, little review. It has some great moments in it, but it also has some pretty wonky ones as well. Some Mm -hmm. wonky enough to nearly ruin the film for me. It went from great to okay within minutes, unfortunately. But, I mean, he gave it a two and a half. I give it like a three and a half because, once again, I'm looking at it as being low budget and working within the means of their budget and doing what they did. And I found it to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, and that's what you and I look at, right? We look at, do you work with what you have, right? And yeah, I think this is a decent, I think it's funny. I think a lot of our better films were towards the end of the list um, that we watched. I, and I kind of uh, like added mine up personally to do it that way. Did you? Okay. I, I, I guess I kind of did unknowingly, unknowingly, but yeah. Um, the next one is Pray for the Devil. I, I just watched this last night. It's a theatrical release that came out earlier this year around Halloween. It's a 93 minute runtime tagline is it wants in. In response to a global rise in demonic processions, the Catholic Church reopens exorcism schools to train priests in the rite of exorcisms. On the spiritual battlefield, an unlikely warrior rises, a young nun, Sister Anne, thrusted onto the spiritual front line with fellow student, Father Dante. Sister Anne finds herself in the battle for a soul of a young girl and soon realizes the devil has her right where he wants her. Um, This is an exorcism film, very much an exorcism, like all the typical tropes in an exorcism film jump scares there was actually one scene where i thought they were going to do the exorcist three yeah. i thought they were going to do something um it's it's entertaining enough would i say it's a must watch no i uh, i'm glad it stuck it to 91 minutes that was smart don't overstay your welcome if you are an exorcist film completist you watch all exorcism films of all shapes and sizes then sure watch this one if not you've seen this all before nothing is going to make you be like oh man what a fresh new take on exorcisms (laughs) it's all the same shit only a chick's doing it um yeah so so daring so daring just so daring and i don't know it's about the catholic church and they're assholes so like (laughs) 
it's just it is what it is um it is available for rent now it's out of theaters so if you do want to rent it it's available on itunes google play voodoo amazon microsoft store i I don't know if you really like exorcism films go ahead and rent it but if not then i would say you don't need to watch this for your end of the year list it's okay and you know my opinion horror needs exorcism films like i need another hole in my fucking head that's true and scott has enough it's awkward yeah Um, i got i got extra holes yeah and you watched this one just today i sure did uh this is one i have been excited to check out um it is by the director's uh what okay there it is. Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson the uh guys that did the spring uh what was it uh the endless resolution and uh synchronic oh synchronic and I believe, yeah and I believe there is one other one that I'm forgetting at the, at the moment but they've always done very borderline horror borderline Lovecraftian borderline sci-fi really interesting films like everything about them, like you watch their films, and you're like you're invested because you're just like, okay, this is a very interesting story. And this film they released this year is called Something in the Dirt. When neighbors John and Levi witness supernatural events in their LA apartment building, they realize documenting the paranormal could inject some fame and fortune into their wasted lives. Um, Benson and Moorhead both star in this, I believe, as the main characters. Yep, I'm looking at their pictures. Yep, they were the main actors in this. And uh, they they act in all. I think they are always in all of their films acting as well. And, you know, I think they do a great job as actors as well as directing and writing and what everything else they do uh once again this is definitely one of those borderline you could call it a horror borderline you could call it sci-fi borderline like just it i think only fans of our genre or like the sci-fi genre would watch their films so that's why i add it to the horror list even though with this one's very yeah, I wouldn't even call it horror. Like this one's I feel less horror than synchronic. Oh, okay. Okay. But uh I just found it to be very fascinating because it's very hard to explain, but like they decide they're gonna do this documentary because they witness like this refracting light coming from this ashtray that all of a sudden seems to be floating in the middle of their room. And they're just like, Oh shit, we got paranormal something. We're gonna try to catch this on tape basically trying to make find a way to make money and you things start to unravel and you start questioning the narrators of this because you start to make start to wonder are these really reliable narrators or are they lying to make money type deal like it's a very fascinating thing because it dives into kind of like conspiracy theories and things like that cool. and what you force yourself to believe whether it's true or not and once again these guys just kind of knock it out of the park it's not my favorite it's probably one of my least favorites of their works but that's not saying anything bad i still think it is a damn good movie that needs to be watched um i know not, it's gonna be it's not gonna be for everybody basically yeah but yeah. it's i still find it i found it to be very fascinating while acted while directed i believe this was made during covid so i think they were pretty much the only two people on set constantly working which you know very impressive as well uh but like they obviously don't make it known at all that that's happening which is you know also smart (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, once again, low budget done right. These guys made something very interesting and pretty much kept me glued to the screen trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Awesome. I, I recommend it. Um, I'm not sure if this is available yet. Did you oh, see yes, a screen it here? Oh, okay. It's on iTunes, Google, uh, Google Play, Vudu, Amazon Video, and Microsoft Store. I did watch a screener of it. That's why I was wondering. Awesome. Cool. But we're, well, I'd say it's worth the rental. Worth the rental? Awesome. Yeah. Well, the last one we're going to talk about is the most recent Shutter drop that dropped today, which is uh, Friday, December 16th. Uh, the apology. So I'm going to be very careful what I say about this because I'm I... sorry. <laughs> because I don't want to give anything away. This is a 91 minute runtime. Tag Ryan is revenge as a mother. 20 years after the disappearance of her daughter, a recovering alcoholic is preparing to host her family's celebration when a guest arrives. I'm going to just say that because I'm changing the synopsis here. Yeah. And conversations occur. Um, this is a there. Did you did you watch it, Scott? I have a half hour left of it, but uh, I've gotten pretty much a lot of the reveal so yeah. far, and you got all of it. Like it, okay. The last half an hour is just we'll say coming to terms with the full story of what's happening. Gotcha. Okay. And That's... yeah, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah. the first two, the first act of this is very interesting, and the swerve it takes. And the acting that's done by these two main characters. Yeah. Fucking like this is up for an award for me, I think. I thought that this had a lot of feels to it. I think the main actress is quite good and believable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the guy that's in it does a great job. There's only three actors that you see in this entire film. Um, um I have to ask, was the third actress Janine Garofalo? Was that her? Yes, it was. I'll be damned. Like I, I thought I recognized her, but like I was like not 100 percent sure. Anna Gunn is the main actress, and she's from movies like Scully, Enemy of the State, Breaking Bad, Red State. Like she has some fucking chops to her acting credits. Um, I re- I think she's the mom from Breaking Bad or the the wife in Breaking Bad of the main. Uh, movie. yes, yes, she is. Yeah, so she's very good. Um. And she's very believable in this role. I would say this is a must-watch on Shudder. I think most people will at least enjoy it. And if you're finishing off your 2022 watches and you want something that's relatively short, it's 90-minute runtime, like 91-minute runtime, um, it's worth your time. Just check it out. Yeah, I like I say, I'm only I I'm like two thirds of the way through the film, and yeah, I'm really digging it. Um, definitely hit hit you in the feels. Um, not gonna say why because that's the kind yeah. of shock spoiler. About this. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I definitely say this is worth watching. I could see it being on some people's lists. Yeah, I I think it's phenomenal. It's available also on Tubi, by the way, and iTunes. It's worth paying for if you don't have Shutter, rent it. Yeah. It's a good fucking film. And that um, that concludes our tw- our final 2022, uh, what we've been watching list. Our next time you hear about our 2022s will be our award show. That's crazy. Right. Oh my God. I can't believe it's already that close. So we'll finish off with our older award or awards, older watches before we uh, take a brief break. Um, I'll go first. I watched a movie called No Such Thing as Monsters. Um, fortunately, it just got dropped in Prime here in Canada 2022, so I thought it was a 2022. It wasn't. Oh, this is the one you were talking about. Okay. Yeah, it's unfortunately was made in 2019, so I only had access to it 
recently, but other people have probably seen it before. A young couple goes away on a romantic weekend in Australia. And this is actually a really good Aussie movie for Tim Davis that's out there, Daniel uh, Luffy. I really recommend checking it out. Dave Scott, David Scott, if you still listen, is also from Australia. Um, I recommend this one for you as well. It's it's really well done, really well acted for a low budget film. Basically, a young couple is kidnapped by a psychotic family and tortured and honestly the shit that happens to this dude is worse than what happens to the chick and it's really fucking messy uh what they do and the acting is is quite good everyone kind of brings a really good their good acting chops i think it's an example of what you could do with good low budget it's available on prime for free in canada you can rent it if you want i know it's been available in the states for a while so if you miss this one and you know this sounds like this is the kind of thing you'd be into as a horror fan check it out nice yeah i might have to watch that because that sounds fun um the older watch I actually I actually brought another older watch just because, you know, we were struggling for 2022. So I was doing some digging. Right. And plus it's the holiday season. So I was trying to find like some more winter Christmassy horror films. And I finally came across this one. Uh, I have been hearing about it because I am friends with the director on Facebook. But uh, Secret Santa from 2018, directed by Adam Marcus, who is the director of Jason Goes to Hell. Um, this was his uh, horror film that he was like promoting a couple years ago, and I finally came across it on Amazon. And it's uh, an unknown assailant spikes a family's Christmas punch with a military-grade drug, leaving them fighting to survive the night. And yeah, this is basically about this uh, really uh, dysfunctional, like snobby rich people type family. And lot like the family is constantly just at each other's throats. Like no one seems to like each other. The mother is uh, very prissy about like wants everything perfect, but uh, also treats her family like shit. Like her youngest son or her son has a stutter and he's like 28 years old or whatever, but he has a stutter and he's going to try to explain something. And as he's like stuttering his way through what he's trying to say, she'll cut him off and explain what he's trying to say for him instead of just letting him talk. And Aww. so just basically being rude like that and like probably, you know, just, just re- being disrespectful to her own son. Um, so that that's the type of people you're dealing with in here. But uh, yeah, this movie goes from zero to a hundred pretty fucking quick because, yeah, this bike gets punched with this military grade drug that is almost like a truth serum that basically you are telling everybody exactly how you feel about each other but then as time goes on this drug seems to amp everything up and make you also feel feelings a little more strongly than you should and start fighting and killing each other because of like how you feel towards everybody in this household and holy shit it's just like people are like revealing secrets about each other and not, and then just fart, all of a sudden just start killing each other and it's over the top violent it's gory as hell it is uh everything i was hoping it to be when i was reading the synopsis like it kind of reminds me of what the fuck was, oh uh, the movie climax that came out a couple years ago about oh, the, cool. the ballet time. dancers that had the spiked punch and it was like yeah. everybody's tripping and going crazy um kind of reminded me of that just amped up more to be more like a fun horror film instead of a realistic feeling horror film like that one was cool. um but yeah i highly recommend this i had a fucking blast with it and this is definitely going to be one that i will be watching every year now and where can people find it? Uh, this one is available to rent on Amazon. Uh, 
Google Play, and YouTube. Awesome. Nice, nice, nice. So we left you with some older watches and some our final 2022 list for this year. We're going to take a brief break so we can hear from one of our Legion podcasting friends. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about what's new. And we're going to talk about our out of the dark segment. And we're going to discuss some VODs and, and some theater watches this year, the movies that were released in cinema, and what we thought of it, and our overall general thoughts and opinions. So after these messages, we'll be right back. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting. But that comes at a cost. What's that? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. All right, welcome back. We we're just talking about Scotty's new glasses. He's gonna have dark glasses like Dario Gento. Yeah. I wear my sunglasses at night so I can... Uh, so I can... No, 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 no. You don't know the lyrics. You just I can't like, remember the rest. I'm going to... Going with it. I know it, but I'm not going to sing it because that's really vomity Canadian of me. So <laughs> um, what's new? So when are... I don't know. New? Not much. <laughs> got to be getting good new glasses. We just talked about that. It's very exciting. Um, what's new for me is I got two YouTube channels I want to bring to the table before the end of this year. Um, my other big interest besides horror movies is amusement parks. I actually like watching videos about top 10 scariest roller coasters, new rides that are made, water slides, you name it. I'm fascinated about amusement parks, how they build rides, where they are, what they look like. I find it beyond fascinating. Um, through my searches, I came across a disaster thon, true horror which is about amusement park rides gone wrong and how many deaths have occurred on amusement parks in the United States, mainly. Shocker. Um, including like, you know, the, the drop towers, like the stunt towers, drop towers. Yeah. Guy fell out of one of those coming down. Were any of Thing these went- at Cedar Point? Yes. Oh. Yes. There was one in Michigan or Ohio? Uh, there. Well, Ohio is the one that us Michiganders go to. Ohio, yes. Yes. I'll say that there's only one Cedar Point. Okay. Um, there's also been issues at uh, Darien Lake, Superman ride that the gentleman fell out of. Um, yeah, a couple of years ago. It's, it's a very interesting channel. And what I like the most is that this young man that does it, he's a young man, he's from the UK, and he's very respectful. So he'll give the background of what happened that day. He talks about what they think the malfunction was. Sometimes it's writers. Sometimes it's participants. Sometimes it's Shocker. amusement parks not doing their job. Um, 
and then what the outcome was. And he always says, I hope the family's doing better. Um, another channel and he, and he'll also cover like disasters that happen, like bridges collapsing or cranes falling on people and stuff like that. And the videos are about eight minutes long. Disturbing, which is another YouTube channel does the same things. Um, they've had series about just shit that happens for Disney parks. And oh, let wow. me tell you, there's a lot of shit that happens at Disney parks. Oh, I'm um, sure. In England as well, there's been an issue on the Smiler, which is a well-known English roller coaster. Um, of course, there would be an English roller coaster called the Smiler. That is so it's English. It's pretty interesting, the ride, too. It's a, it's, I've seen it on top roller coasters around the world, and I didn't know that it was also um, a ride that was, uh, yeah, <laughs> that caused uh, some fatalities as well. And also Action Park, they do a little thing on Action Park from New Jersey, which anyone who's listening to this from New Jersey has heard about Action Park. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Um, no, no safety restrictions. A lot of people were hurt. Uh, Brandon Orlick went to Action Park. Did he really? Yeah, he did. Because well, he grew up from New Jersey, right? Well, yeah, I asked but... him, I'm like, did you ever go to Action Park? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, did you ever get hurt? He's like, well, no, I didn't do any dumb shit, so no, I didn't get hurt. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So anyway, this is these are two real life horror things. You can find them on YouTube if you're interested in learning more about um, amusement park stuff gone wrong. And other such things, I recommend it. There was one at a water park where the whole senior class went onto a water slide at the same time. They pushed past the lifeguard and they all went down and they made the slide collapse. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, not good. Not good times. So, yeah, check it out. Disaster Thon, True Horror. Just search it on YouTube. And Disturbing, you can find that as well. Um, both of them are just really interesting to real life horror events that have happened based on amusement parks and freak accidents. Nice. Yeah, so that, that does sound like something I would totally watch. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I am going to bring a new podcast. Um, this one uh, is my good friend from Facebook, Keith Kristen, and his co-host, Cam DeGruz. Um, Keith Kristen and I used to run the Facebook page for Say You Love Satan's podcast back in the day. And so like him and I became good friends. We started talking metal. We started talking horror films and we just, you know, became friends. And he, he just started this podcast. Like I'd say, yeah, back in October is when this first, uh, first episode released and they have six episodes out right now, but the description of their podcast is a horror podcast hosted by Keith Kristen and Cam DeGruz disguising or discussing horror in a different headspace. Sit back and go beyond the senses as we talk all things horror from deep cuts, new releases, haunts, and key elements of the genre. And yeah, Keith knows his horror. He definitely uh, is very knowledgeable, like a lot of our friends in the genre, in this community. Like, And I'm just happy to see that he finally got a podcast up and running. So like I say, I think this is his first ever podcast. So cool. like, if you can, go give him support. It can be found where all podcasts can be found. Spotify, uh, Podbean. Podbean. Podbean podcast addict, uh, iTunes, yeah. all that stuff. Like they've definitely, uh, they definitely got a nice repertoire, and that yeah, seems to be releasing every, uh, bi-weekly. And yeah, definitely recommend it. Uh, he's they're very good to listen to. And yeah, like I say, you know, first time doing a podcast. Y'all remember how I was first episodes for the show? A little nervous sounding, but you know, you get into the groove, and then things start happening. And, and then it's a train progresses. wreck. Then it's a train wreck that you just love to be on. You go through stages. You go through the stage of I really hope I impress people to 
oh, I'm getting a little bit relaxed being me to like lighting a cigarette, getting drunk on like a wrestling podcast that you're having yeah. two people <laughs> and drinking a full bottle of wine to your face and not really caring what happens as much. Yep. Um, we just haven't fully, fully fallen off the wagon yet. We're just holding on by one hand, swinging at the bag, I'm, yelling. I'm, yeah, I'm getting drugged by, I'm getting drugged on the ground behind the wagon. <laughs> That's awesome. It's always great to see more podcasts joining our circle, our big circle. Like it's around the world circle. It's not a yeah. it's not a little circle. We're a big, big circle of love here. So for our out of the dark segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the year review of theater, theater releases and, and VODs. Um, I'll start. I thought this was a pretty weak year for theater releases um, comparably to other years with the handful of some exceptions. Um Hmm. You know, we look at movies like The Invitation that came out in theaters hmm. this year. That was a lifetime film that was pretty annoying, actually, to be honest with you. I, I think of that. I think of Halloween Ends and the drama that that caused and how many people were upset by it. Maybe I'm just bitter because Halloween Ends was so everyone hated it so much. As much as I enjoyed Smile, I don't think it was worth the hype. Um, I thought it was more of a psychological film than I did was a horror film. It will not be on my top 10, though I thought it was a very good film. Fucking wounded me over here. I know. I enjoyed The Curse a lot. I I thought that was a really quality werewolf movie. I thought X was great. Um, Not my top film, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was visually beautiful and well-made. Um, I'm still finishing off Pearl, but good film as well. Like Ty West makes fucking awesome movies. Mia, um, what is it? Mia, Mia Goth. Mia Goth. Fucking awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Like nothing can take that away. Um, yeah, that's a little bit of my overall thoughts of theater releases. I, I don't know. Maybe you'll say something that will kind of bounce me back over to talking about other things. But when I think about it, I'm not sure if any, like, yeah. Anyway, what, yeah, what do you um, think? I am on the complete opposite end. I think theatrical horror was fucking killer this year. Yeah, but we got Scream 5 and yeah, okay. Pray for the Devil. Here, and... Here well, I'll give you, I've watched 19 of the 21 theatrical horror films. Okay. Missing, I am missing uh, Uma and Pray for the Devil. Um, but the lowest rated one is The Invitation and Scream. Uh, then other than that, everything is a three or above for me. Even Firestarter? Yep, because I thought Firestarter yeah. was actually decent. It wasn't yeah. horrible, so it's a three out of five. Yeah, it was decent. Like, here's the thing. There was a lot of decent. Yeah, and I was going to say, then Fall, three and a half. Beef, yeah. three and a yeah. half. Yeah. But everything, but here's the good ones. For me, Halloween ends. Don't worry, darling. Terrifying oh, yeah. Smile, men, bones and all, violent night. Uh, we have nope, black phone, the cursed, barbarian, pearl, X. That like uh, 19 films. There's uh I don't think I don't think black phone was that great though. So. I thought like, it was let's good. be realistic. It it's average, it's an uh, average horror mm, film. Average when you're putting a- it up against barbarian and don't worry, darling. Like you average, like for me, average is a five out of ten. That is the invitation. That is scream. Oh man. So for me, invitation was like a two out of ten. <laughs> it was horrible. It was like a lifetime piece of shit. I think for me, I think what we're seeing this just differently is I think there were some stellar standouts. And then I think everything else was weak or averaged. Yeah, like, see, I, most of mine have been above average. <laughs> like I think barbarian 
exceptionally well done film absolutely it, des- it deserves the praise anything by ty west this year this was the year of ty west like if we're yeah. real honest you know it was the year of ty west ty west created two and whether they're your type of film or not like i wasn't the biggest fan of x but i could walk out of there and go like that's how you make a fucking horror movie right so like it's but it, i think halloween ends was entertaining but i would never put that as a top film that came out this third year. best halloween film franchise yeah see like that's a low bar in halloween franchise like if we're looking at the other films that came out this year well it's getting an eight and a half out of ten for me yeah and that's fine like that's how you experienced it obviously like that's your opinions and that's what you felt i just feel like there were certain films that knocked it out of the park this year that were amazing and everything else just showed up like yeah, fall was great like it was it was great. It was entertaining. But would I sit there and be like, man, like fucking you nailed it out of the park theaters. Fall was right up there. Beast. I enjoyed it. I thought it was entertaining. But nope was one that I did really enjoy as well. But like, I think there's like five heavy hitters. And I think well, the bodies, rest bodies, and bones, bodies. that was good. But Bones and All, I fall, I watched today and it's a long fucking movie, man. Like it's, it drags out longer than necessary. And the acting is a little wooden for me. Um, and yet again, maybe that was the director saying, Hey, this is how you're going to do this. No problem. Like I just felt like the two characters were kind of annoying. I did not buy into their love story. I did not feel anything at the end of that film. I was oh. there with Tim Davis. Doesn't mean it's not a quality film. It oh, this is a this is a nine nine point five out of ten film for me. I loved okay. everything about it. But I wouldn't consider that a knockout of the park theater release. Oh, it was. I, I would. <laughs> well, and that's I, fine that you do, right? Yeah. Like that's okay. But like I, when I look at it, I think there's some superstars, and then there's a bunch of average. Yeah, and shit, and then there's shit. Like there's average. Like I had a good enough time, and then there's like invitation. Why did I bother? Yeah, you know I what just, I mean? I counted all of my eights or aboves for theatrical releases. 13 of the 19 were eights or aboves for me. And that's like, cool. And like my top 10 is actually going to be quite a bit of theatrical releases, which is never the case before. And there's a lot that are fighting for my top 10 spot. Like, as honestly, Firestarter, like, come on. Yeah, like, like it was entertaining, but yeah, like, like I it said, wasn't... it's above it. It's above average. Like, it's a six out of 10. Uh, I, I guess. I guess that's your rating system. So that's how you feel. Yeah, because I always, um, like I say, a film always starts off at a fi- uh, five out of 10 and will go up or down depending on how I find it. If it's entertaining or not, you start to go up a little bit. If your acting is poor and it's not entertaining, you start dropping for me. Oh, and very I found- dangerous minds of you. Everyone starts out with a hundred and then you lose, you lose it as you go. Scott's the very generous. No, and everyone it- starts off at 50 and can go to a hundred. I, I think a lot of these movies sat at five in the theater. I, oh. as much as I liked beast and it was fun, like get the fuck out of here. That was more than a five. Like, beast, come on. Beast was, a, beast was a six and a half. Oh, dude, you're being overly generous at that. No, point. I had fun with that. Like the invitation should not be higher than a two. Invitation is two and a half. It is okay. just, it's right in the middle. Direct damage. Right. Um, bodies, bodies. Yes. A very good comedy. Really enjoyed it. I thought it was very funny. Do I think that needed to go to theaters? No, I don't. No, but most um, I think that should films don't. Yeah. Yeah. Some though knock it out of the park being an A24 the- film in the theater. This was not one. Like this was a rent it at home and smoke the joint and watch this fucking film. Like that's really what this film the audience and men was okay but it was also a little men was weird yeah right so like quality film 
quality film. Um, Uma was a great film. It was very good. Yet again, I don't think that needed to be a theater watch. But I never, I didn't watch that one yet. Uh, and you'll have your thoughts of it when you see it for sure. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. I think that the one thing that I cannot debate on, and even though whether I was a huge fan of it or not, is Ty West stuff this year. Like, Ty West was fucking incredible. Like, he came back with these two films this year back to back. And, you know, he and Mia Goth killed it. Yeah. Killed it. You know, I've never seen such a consensus in a long time over people liking someone's performance like I've seen in Mia Goth. Right. Right. Um, I I like Jordan Peele. I thought Nope was great. I really enjoyed that. And I love Don't You Worry Darling. And those are the standouts for me. Like, I know that, and Barbarian, and Barbarian. But like, Bones and All, dude, was a fucking grind. I'm sorry. Oh, I loved every minute. It was it. a fucking grind. I was like, and I don't usually side on Tim Davis. Tim Davis is like, oh, yeah, Heather, yeah, you do. You side with me right now. Well, but, like, I it's, mean, it's to be long, fair, man. to be fair, you and Tim Davis do tend to lean more towards similar tastes where luffy and i lean more towards similar tastes maybe maybe and halloween ends like yeah eight out of ten come on though yeah that was like against other other theater releases this year you're honestly gonna sit there and tell me it was i'm not talking about halloween films i'm talking against other theater releases Uh, okay so other eight out of tens for me nope black phone uh (laughs) terrifier 2 violent night yeah (laughs) okay you put black phone on the same level you put nope. Yep. Like I thought black phone, I thought, I thought nope was good, but I, it didn't connect for me. Like it did. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. Bones and all great film. Fucking well done. Slow cop, like good movie. I just found it. It's two hours and 11 minutes. It's a, it's a uh, long watch. That's that's how I felt about Nope, I think, because I think Nope is like Yeah, Nope's long too. too. Yeah, Nope is a long film too, right? You're right. Like, Isn't that's how X I felt close to two hours too? Uh, let's see. I think X is... Uh, hold on, like my phone's being weird. There we go. Uh, X is an hour and 46. An hour and 46, okay. Pearl is an hour and 42. Barbarian is an hour and 43. Uh, nope was two hours and 10 minutes. Yeah, also long up there with Bones and all. Yep, uh, Smile was almost two hours. Terrifier 2, we always know, was like two and a half hours. Yeah, that was a little long. I, I for me, oh, Terrifier yeah. 2 lost me a little bit this year. I still was very much enjoyed it. I'm not... But I was disappointed in comparison to the original. But hey, that's okay. Not every movie's made for me. So that's fine. Yeah, I think this year's awards are going to be very interesting with us. Yeah, I don't think we see eye to eye with a couple. And like, honestly, Scream this year, I could care less. I know, I'm sorry for the listeners that love Scream. Hey, you know what? Scott and I will probably watch it too, because that's what we do. We're podcasters. And, you know, that's great, but it did nothing for me this year. Um, It was yep. just there. Yep. It sat at the five the whole time. Right. Just didn't go anywhere for me. Five out of 10. Right. But, so, but what do we think about VOD? Like, yeah, I was going to get to that. I, I, and the, the tough thing with VOD is that it's hard to really identify what a VOD is, right? Because if something has a short theater run near you, like for example, Bodies Bodies didn't run long near me. Right. So, you know, watching it on VOD would have made the most sense. Um, it's, I'm trying to like think about what came out on VOD. I think fresh for me, I know it's on Disney Plus, and 
Unhuman, which is on Paramount, um, was available on other streaming services, but oh, Resur- Resurrection was available through VOD. Yeah, but that's available through Shutter for me. And Shutter, okay. Soft and Quiet. Yep, so that that's yeah, that's a VOD for sure. Um, House House of Darkness. House, of, I don't think I saw House of Darkness. Yeah, yeah you did. Shut in. Uh, Shut in would be as well. But you okay. seen House of Darkness because that has uh, what's his face, uh, Justin Long and Kate Bosworth. That's oh, the one where they're. My apologies, the vampire one. Yeah. Oh, I gave that away. Oh, well, fuck. It's not that great of a movie, guys. It's, yeah, it's fine. Oh, it's good. All right. Compared to the other stuff, the fact that you had to trigger me on what it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Crimes of the Future. I think that was also VOD, wasn't it? I th- oh, yeah, I think that one is VOD and very, very select theater. Like run, very but... select theaters. Um... Yeah, Madeline's. I don't think you watch Madeline's, but that one's VOD. Yeah, I don't I don't think I watched that one either. Doesn't uh, sound Orphan First Kill was on Crave TV. Yeah, and that was on Paramount for us, I think. Uh Exorcism of God, Hatching, um So Cold the River, which I watched earlier this year. That was okay. Yeah, like VOD wise, I'm not really seeing like a lot of the VOD stuff, it gets dicey for me because if you don't get a chance to watch it in like if you don't get a chance to watch a, a movie in the theater, then you watch it on VOD. Oh, you know what we forgot about? Studio Studio 666 came out in theaters this year. That was a fun fucking movie. Studio that, 666. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm like, that came to theater. Oh, that was a one-day showing here. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we forgot about that one. Yes, yeah, so I'll add that to the theater list. Hypochondriac was also a VOD. Oh, yep. Uh, right. I believe Hypochondriac may have been Hulu for us. Like, was streams. it Hulu for you? It might it might be streaming on Hulu. What now. about Spirit Halloween, the movie? Yeah, that one I believe is VOD. Um, yeah, I'm trying to like tiny, tiny cinema. Tiny cinema was actually a really great film as well. I think Feed Me was only VOD. Yeah, that one's only VOD because Amazon, Amazon, iTunes, Google, Voodoo, all to rent. Yeah, I, I think you're 100 percent right. I, it's, it's hard to remember some of the stuff as we said, but I know for me. There will be very few theater watches on my top 10 list. Oh, um, yeah. I'm I'm looking at my top 10 right now, like, as it sits without me adjusting it, because there's a lot I got to adjust right now. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, yeah, right now there's six sitting in my, in my top 10. And that's going to change when I obviously bring up a lot of the newer stuff I watched and adjust mm-hmm. everything. But right now, six theater watches in my top 10, which I think the years before that was like two and three. <laughs> Well, and that's fair, right? That's what you enjoyed. That's what you enjoyed. Um, I don't know if popular ones like X and Pearl will be in my personal top 10. I don't know if I liked them enough, but it doesn't mean that I don't think they're excellent films. It's just like if I was... You know, if I was looking at my list for awards of like worth the hype, I would say X and Pearl were worth the hype. Like those would be two awards I would nominate for worth the hype. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I do think that Ty West delivered. Yeah. Um, Black Phone was fun, but it wasn't like a great, like it wasn't amazing. Like it wasn't. It was, like I say, that one got a four out of five or an eight out of 10 for me, but that is because the acting was really good. The story was intriguing, but it just wasn't like very scary. But yeah. I thought it was, I still thought it was a good movie. Like, oh, another, just... another VOD monstrous with Christina Ricci. Oh yeah. 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 But yeah, like I, so, I think VOD this year is where it's just kind of like blah for me because most of it's been streaming or theatrical. Yeah, and the problem with VOD is eventually stuff gets picked up and what's VOD mm. for me is maybe not VOD for you and vice right. versa. And 
Yeah, it's, um, you know, I think for me, if I look at the theater, the biggest misses for me this year were The Invitation, which we mentioned a billion times over. What a, And I'm going to fucking spoil this. What a dumb fucking vampire movie. Like, what a dumb fucking vampire film. Well, Honestly. I think that one's pretty obvious that was a vampire film. Well, yeah, and, and I half of the people, I don't know. I don't feel too bad about the other one um, at all. So wow. wow. Well, like, it was good. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but, like, Scott, did you hear anybody else talk about it this year? No, that's why I made a post about it, to get people to talk about it. Right? Like, hope, and honestly, within the first five minutes of the film, oh, it's you pretty kind obvious. of, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, very good dialogue though between two very good actors i agree with you there um choose or die remember that shit on netflix i know we're not talking about netflix but you remember that oh god yes <laughs> yeah. oh man um yeah you know there's a lot of movies that are coming up here that i completely forgot about like the restocked and a bunch of other stuff that we watched this year i totally spaced out on firestarter until i just saw it here hmm. i yeah. forgot that that even came to theaters yeah because I, I i like i said i enjoyed it for what it was but i mean oh I enjoyed it for what it was too, but it's not a great movie. Oh no! Like, you know what I mean? It's like I mean, Brightburn. Compare compared to the '80s version, it's about the same. Uh well, yeah, that's probably better than the '80s version. Probably moved yeah. a little bit more, right? Yeah, because the '80s version was slow as dog shit. Right, and I found men great, but the ending just I thought was too... <laughs> the ending was like this is weird. where you get too fucking artsy, and you're like, oh look how kind of creative I am. Like it just gets too. It just gets too much sometimes. It just Which, gets too much. Yeah, that one was uh I was really looking forward to just for the fact that it was the guy that did uh oh what the fuck is the name of it? You watched it earlier this year just recently with uh Natalie Portman and you weren't that impressed with it, uh where they go into that bubble. Oh, alienation. Yeah, anni- annihilation. Annihilation, yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought I, that was I, weird as fuck. I loved Annihilation and so I was looking forward to this and I'm going, well, this is weird as fuck. <laughs> yeah, like just, you know, and that's fine. That's what you do, right? Now there's something that's being dropped on Amazon that's just caught my eye here. Nanny, an immigrant nanny pieces together a new life in New York City while caring for the child of an Upper East Side family and is forced to confront a concealed truth that threatens to shatter her precarious American dream. This is the Sundance movie, and it's coming up as a horror movie that's must-watch, and it just dropped on Prime today. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm looking at it right now. Horror drama, uh, 99-minute runtime. Watch now with Prime. You know what? I think that may be something that we need to check out before the end of the year, Scott. Yeah, 5.8 on IMDb. And then we have Ivana. It's an Indonesia horror film. A bar and his family are terrorized when they celebrate Le Barn. In the Bangdong area, Ambar, a beautiful young woman who has limited vision, is able to see things that other people can't. This is also on Prime. Um, I-V-A-N-N-A. 6.4 rating on IMDb. That's pretty good. Huh. Oh, this one's only to rent. Uh, no, it is included with Prime. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Suspense, horror. Interesting. So perhaps these are two things that we should uh, put down here as uh, some movies that we need to check out before the end of the year. Yeah, I'll say, like, I'll add those to the list then. Right. And then, uh, yep, got a couple more I want to watch. Like, uh, one that's on Amazon, but you got to rent it. It's called The Leech. Mm. And that one has uh, Jeremy Gardner, the director slash actor of After Midnight and The Battery. And I've been hearing really good things about that. And it's only available to rent right now. So I'm probably going to rent that this weekend because it's also considered a Christmas horror film. No one else is to rent, bitch ass. Oh, God. <laughs> 
I liked bitch chats. I know I you that did. Was great. It was it was fine. <laughs> Whatever. Every film that came out in theaters was amazing. It's just because you went with Justin and you had a date every time. I, I went. Uh, I went to Pearl. I went. Well, I went to Pearl with Justin, but I went to see X Cursed, uh, Smile, uh, Barbarian, and a couple others by myself. So I didn't go see a lot with Justin. That didn't start happening until like the last half of the year. And then all of a sudden the movies went from fives to tens when he started going with Justin. And like Justin with you, every movie's better. a ten out of ten. Actually, no. More than likely, if I'm with someone else, my score gets a little lower because it'll always depend on how they like the film, it seems like. because You're you know, like, they- yeah, it is maybe shitty. Maybe I just overrate things. <laughs> drinking his Coke super slowly now. Or sorry, Pepsi. Is that Pepsi Zero you're drinking? Yep. Uh, Wild Cherry Pepsi Zero. Oh, look at that. Because you're healthy. Because you choose health. (laughs) I choose health. I choose health over commenting. (laughs) Comment. (laughs) Comment on what you're saying. Saying I rate high. You do rate high. No, I rate how I rate. I just can't help it. I, I, I can't help it. Y'all don't enjoy things like I did. You're like, I can't help it that I choose joy and you all choose hate. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I mean, I gave fucking where deer a 5.5, almost a six out of 10. So right. you know what? I enjoy joy. You know what? You should have, we should have an episode where just you and Rob Humphreys talked about movies because Rob hates everything. And he's I the love opposite. Everything. He's like, everything sucks. I don't like anything. I like two movies. Like his top 10 list is going to be like, I like nope. And don't you worry, darling. And that's it. Do you like anything else, Rob? On Halloween ends. That's it. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait to hear Tim go off about how much he hates Halloween ends. I can't oh, wait to have everybody complain on their bottom list. And then like other people will be like, it's on my top. And everyone will be like, oh my God. And we're going to have to listen to the fight all over again. And yep, and just like just like malignant, where everyone was split with it, you and I will sit somewhere in the middle, going, "It was good," or "It was okay." Like we're not going to be, I, we're, I we're not going to have it on any list. But it ain't no top theater release this year. But I do well, hate it. It's a top theater release, as in, like I would, like if I went to theaters and spent my money, I would not have been disappointed. But we didn't. We didn't spend money. <laughs> no. Did we, Scott? Well, no, there's. <laughs> Well, I'd say like half those theater releases I didn't spend money on just because I didn't get a chance to catch them in theater. That's true. We we watched them through other means. Well, I mean, and Halloween Ends, to be fair, did release simultaneously in theaters and, and Peacock. On Peacock. So, you know, that's their own damn fault. And there's nothing that Scotty and I love more. It's the cock. No, oh, I love the cock. I love, love it. Love, 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 love the cock. So we've had some very conflicting views on this podcast. Um, Scott enjoyed these theater releases. I felt there were a couple of strong ones and then a bunch of weaklings um, that were average at best. And uh, Scotty just felt like 2022 brought, brought their sexy back. So this should be very fun when we do our awards. Uh, Scott and I don't really get into debates. We're not like, well, that thumb that you like that movie. We're never going to be that podcast. So, right. Like, I was going to say, like, uh, I though this year, I think you and I are going to have like completely opposite top tens. No, well, it's common movies. Maybe I'll be because, uh, yeah. well, for you, I always have a hard time figuring out what's going to be on your top 10 because you don't rate anything on Letterboxd. You just add it to your list. So, you know I have many people no say that fucking to me? idea. You know why? Because I have no idea how I'm going to fucking rate anything until like the day that we do the awards. And then I know. Like, how do I feel today 
where me i haven't rated and i'm like ranking them as i go and like trying to organize and like set it up in a secret list no one else can see so i'm like all right well this oh, one's yeah. here this you one put goes a here. lot of work and thought into it you've been planning it for like months now yeah like i still have no idea how my top 10 is going to be and i still gotta and this is the first year that i'm actually doing rewatches because i'm having such a hard time deciding oh, where no. everything will place. i am not spoiler <laughs> i'm not doing rewatches <laughs> But I will say I am not complaining doing the rewatches of these movies. So no, no, it means you like them, right? Yeah. So that's all. That I will really just matters. say I will say this is still. I'd say this is on par with twenty twenty, where twenty twenty one, looking back at it, better year. Oh, okay. Yeah. But so far, I mean, there's still a few more movies that could change my mind, and as I looked at my list more, but I'm thinking twenty twenty two and twenty twenty are on par, and twenty twenty one is the standout year. Well, 2023, we should reach 100 episodes on the Friday Nightmare podcast. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Or close to, anyway, at least into 2024. Yeah, I'll like, say that's wild. Isn't that nuts? No, because we're we're almost uh, three quarters of a century old now. I know. I know. And uh, with our new format, I feel like Scott and I can go longer, harder. Hmm. Yeah. Faster. Yeah. Stronger. You speak like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, because I mean, basically, y'all are just gonna hear us just talk about a bunch of movies we watched because we're fucking nerds. They have no life. Well, Heather has uh, no life. Oh, please. Because trust yeah. me, all I do is work now. I work four I mean, jobs. That's what I, I mean, do. But Heather has a life because trust me, you know she's gonna be going to England again, right? <laughs> Don't worry, she's gonna tell us all about it. Hey Scott, did you know I'm going to England? No. In January? No. Yeah. Yeah. Heather, you know I'm going to the Southern Caribbean in February? Yeah, we talk about your cruise all the time, Scott. I know Scott's going on a cruise. Hopefully it's not like a horror movie. I hope, I hope it is. It's not like Ghost Ship where everyone gets their head decapitated in the first fucking five minutes of them being there. Well, yeah, because I'm not going to be a dumbass and being like, hey, see that metal screen coming down? I'm just going to stare at it. I'm going to be like, huh, slip. Oops, I fell. Over top. Aha, fucker. You're like, you're like the little girl that's still alive. Yeah. Well, well I mean, I am sure. I mean, isn't she? I don't I, remember that that movie match at all, to be honest with you. That's fine. You, you remember the beginning, and that's it. That's all you need to remember. It's all that counts. That's why anybody remembers that movie. Just that beginning. Then everyone's yeah. going, oh, yeah, what else happened in the movie? Or maybe it'll be like, what's that other one where they go to the resort and all the, fuck the comedy one? Club Dread. Club oh, Dead. yeah. Club Dread. Club Dread. And like, this is guy singing the song about pina coladas or something like that, or whatever it was, or strawberry daiquiris. I can't remember. He's making fun of Jimmy Buffett. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe we like that, Scotty, on your cruise. Oh, I think I'll be a drunken slop. That's all right, because <laughs> I'm living you know, my best life. Right, and you know what? All that matters: cocaine bear and blood and honey. Fuck yeah! I just hope cocaine bear does not come out the week I am away. Oh, man, can you imagine you're on the cruise boat and everyone else is watching Cocaine Bear and you can't watch Cocaine Bear? <laughs> I would be so mad. I'll be so uh-huh. jealous while I'm sitting there like doing your own cocaine weather. on the boat. <laughs> Damn right. I could be snow- storing some of that yayo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next time you hear from Scott, we will be doing our award show. So for those of you who don't know what our award show is, uh, Scotty and I have a bunch of awards that we give out for horror movies. We do this because, well, everyone and their mom does a top 10 list and we try to do something a little bit different and we just rhyme off our top 10s at the end because when we first came out with awards, we had some people that got very upset that we would not do top 10. So we now throw it in at the end. Um, but our awards are the main attraction. So we have reached that time of year again. 
Where um, Scotty goes nuts trying to think of all the awards and what goes with what movie. And I don't know if we'll have a guest or not. We do have someone who we've offered. Um, I don't know. Did they ever confirm? Uh, <laughs> in, in his own way. So we know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, we um, know. So but, we're not uh, holding our breath. And there's a they couple I, there's a couple ideas of people I'd like to ask, but I'll I'll talk to you about that afterwards. Well, and it's getting kind of yeah. That's why I'll talk to you about. Oh, oh no. We've... Hello. Oh, there she back. is. <laughs> no, I don't know. I could have been by myself there. My internet connection's unstable, just like my life. I guess we should probably end this now. Yeah, you're not saying enough, woman. No, enough. All right. <laughs> Everyone, thank you for listening. We are part of we are part of the Legion Podcast Network. We are underneath the Kill the Cast feed. Uh, you can join the Legion Patreon Network on Patreon. The Patreon allows uh, the Legion Podcast to do special episodes and and commentaries, and they also give giveaways. So if you haven't joined Legion Podcast yet, what are you waiting for? Anyway, what um... are you waiting for? <laughs> Why'd you run past that? What are you waiting for? That's my line. What are you waiting for? God. It's like Jennifer Love Hewlett. Think of Scott out there. Rain coming down. His boobies out for everyone to see. Swinging around, around and around, yelling that. Um, So please join us there today. It's only $2 a month or $3 a month. Um, Next time we'll see you with our award show. I don't know. There might be other people or just might be me and Scotty. Scotty, do you have anything to say to the people before we say goodbye? Well, until next time, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays. Have a safe one. Enjoy the time with your loved ones, family, friends, neighbors. You name it. Just have fun. Be safe and be merry. And also, Happy New Year to everyone, just in case we are not recording till after that. But until next time, kitties, unpleasant dreams. See ya.